Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. No. What do yeah. We, I, I don't, I've never, I, you, no. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, that really oh, hey. kind of grosses me out. That was so organic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Katie, and you can keep your gaydar. I have my binoculars. That's very good. Thank you. Why did you tell me it wasn't good? That's almost too good. Because <clears throat> I'm very funny. Hi, I'm Molly, and I'm a big believer in free speech, unless it's Katie saying another goddamn word about my Carhartt beanie, <laughs> which I love. That is good. I do like to drag you about your Carhartt. Why again? It just does. It looks good on you. It's just funny. It's just like knowing you and seeing you in a Carhartt just feels I had no wrong. idea that they were anything or had any uh, social significance or were a fashion statement until you, it's a sta- it's until a you looked at me in my eyes and said, are you wearing a Carhartt beanie? <laughs> Which I only wore because someone left it at my apartment. I was blind and I saw it from across the bar <laughs> yeah. and I ran up to her and I was like, is that a Carhartt beanie? <laughs> yeah. I like it on you. Thank you. It's a stolen beanie. A stolen beanie. From lesbians past. <laughs> yeah. So today, Katie, what are we talking about? We're talking about Sword and Scales, Mike Boudet. This is going to be another episode where we dive into some podcast uh, drama. drama, which we did with My Favorite Murder, and that worked out so <laughs> great for us. We did so well. <laughs> We're back for more. I can't, I, oof, Gluttons wow. for punishment. Right. So in that episode, we tried to do our version of a My Favorite Murder episode mm-hmm. where we talked about My Favorite Murder's Facebook page shutting down and why it did. And a lot of people were very dissatisfied with how we uh, covered that. They didn't and like our timeline. And they didn't think that we covered enough and that we left some significant things out, which we will address in our season finale wrap-up mm-hmm. episode. So I wanted to say at the top of the show, uh, first, if you've never heard of Mike Boudet, don't know anything about Sword and Scale, he's a pretty interesting person. So This, this is still for you. It's still like some podcast inside baseball, but I feel mm. like it's a, it's kind of a niche corner of the internet. So like we did our shitty version of My Favorite Murder. <laughs> this is our shitty version of Reply All. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> you know what Reply All is. If you don't listen to any podcast, yeah, it's it, the the host Mike Boudet uh, was recently fired uh, on March 9th. Uh, his podcast network Wondery announced that they were cutting ties with mm-hmm. him, and that was because of a very controversial post on his uh, on the show's Twitter, which we'll get into. Um, but yeah, he's a really interesting person. There's a lot of interesting drama. It's a very interesting niche community on the internet. Yeah. So even if you don't know about it, stick around. I think you'll... If you've ever been on Reddit, this is for you. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know what Reddit is, you're Google about to it. learn. Um, but yeah, before that, we get into all that, I wanted to read some reviews. We have some reviews, guys. I'll start with some good ones. We could be friends. Five stars by The Lady Fair. I find myself commenting during this podcast like I'm actually part of the Yeah, No, Yes show. These are clearly conversations I'd have with any of my close friends. Certainly. She said cer- these are oh, certainly, certainly my conversations. Bad. This is so small on my phone. Wear your glasses. <laughs> Molly and Katie are funny and irreverent in the right way and leave me laughing out loud and how correct they at how correct they often are on any given topic. 
That's not true. I haven't listened to all the podcasts yet, but I especially enjoyed the one on Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow. I can't wait to see what else I can learn from these two. Thanks for keeping me entertained during these long hours of tedious designing. My best to you both. Wow. She's giving us a lot of credit. They're often correct. Good for yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> they sometimes say correct things. Yeah. Uh, the next one is from a Twitter review, right? This wasn't on, mm-hmm. on yeah. uh, iTunes. Rusty Bucket Bay, three hearts, at Yeah No Pod. I found you guys through Swindled's Twitter, and I love your show. I especially love the topics discussed in season three so far. Also, your recommendations in episode have helped me find other interesting shows like Sawbones and Ross, Sawbones and Ross and Carrie. Thanks for the entertainment. Kiss face. Yeah, you're thank, welcome. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we I do on Twitter. You should follow us at Yeah no Pod. I'm always recommending and retweeting other podcasts mm-hmm. that I think uh, listeners of Yeah no Yeah will enjoy. So make sure to follow us there. From an iTunes review, I re-downloaded the podcast app for this. Five stars by X Mister Heather X. Hi Heather. <laughs> I am an elder millennial. <laughs> Same. And never got into podcasts. I even deleted my original podcast app to make room for photos on my tiny, cheap phone. Aww. However, knowing my buddy Kay, that's me, I knew I needed to re-download the podcast app as soon as she started posting about the show, and boy, am I glad I did. This show is su- is both smart and funny and always makes me feel like I'm hanging out with the cool girls. Definitely give it a listen. <laughs> listen. Well, Heather, you are one of the cool girls. Yeah, We're, we barely are. And also the lady fair who said like, oh, I feel like I'm part of the conversation. You are. You are. We, we are hear f- you. <laughs> we are a figment of your imagination. Yeah, we don't exist. We don't exist. I definitely don't. Except Molly is real. I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, I like wrapping things up on a lower note. And finally, because we are big believers in free speech. And we, we want to give everyone a platform, no matter if you're for us or against us. Take it away, Katie. Uh, one star by Susie Northstar. That's not real. Listen to a few episodes waiting for the podcast to get better. It didn't. It was like <laughs> listening to <laughs> listening to high school girls gossiping. These two think that they're wittier than they actually are. Anyone who doesn't share their opinion is considered mean. They need to do some actual research on the subjects they discuss. So much of their information is outdated and full of holes. Not to mention bias, zero critical thinking here. Don't waste your time. I mean, definitely don't waste your time. (laughs) Thank you, Susie. Suze. Susie, I appreciate you. Miss North Star, if you will. Dr. North Star. (laughs) The light in me bows to the light in you, Suze. Namaste. Namaste. Suze. (laughs) So, okay, so a couple things. So, uh, uh, as a 30-year-old. We are two girls. As a 30-year-old, when someone says, you remind me of a high school girl, I'm like, thank you. Yeah, it's our Still pink, got puffy it. faces. Yeah. Um, think that they're wittier than they actually are. Check, 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 check. Oh, so 100%. far, checks out. Um, anyone who doesn't share their opinion is considered me. Now, this— I don't know what me, that means. That gave me pause. Yeah. Because with uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, we were like, if you like expensive crystals, buy them. Don't think that they buy cure them. your cancer, but buy them if yeah. it makes you happy. R. Kelly— you know, don't say that he's not guilty, but listen but sure, to Step on. in the Name of Love if you want to and you already bought the album. Like, no <laughs> one's telling you to destroy CDs you bought in I 1998. I'm pretty good at letting people do what they want. 
That's how I, but I would say that the one episode where we came down pretty oh, hard. Oh, I know where this is Chris coming Watts. from. Chris Watts. Mm. Our episode on Chris Watts, uh, I think the title was something like, Shanann Watts didn't deserve to die. And, and your weird, weird answer making, making it worse. worse. Um, we well, did say that the people who support Chris, the women who say like, it's Shanann Watts' fault that he snapped. Mm. If you haven't listened <laughs> to that episode, don't know what we're talking about. Shanann Watts had a, a, a multi-level marketing business that she ran through her Facebook page. And uh, Chris Watts uh, murdered her and their two children. And she was pregnant at the time with their third kid. And uh, people were heckling her online. And a lot of people have, like, there's a YouTube channel that's posted <clears throat> a lot of videos of her and said, look at her. She's so bossy. She's so domineering. Mm -hmm. Of course he murdered her and her two children. She's a brat. Which is, a, a, which is a, we express that we had a hard time. Uh, we didn't uh, like that. That wrapping, is true. Wrapping our minds around that. So I. I doubt Susie's listening now, but Susie, is that where what we, you're talking? Is that about. where we went wrong? Is she Aunt Barbara who was leaving those comments? Probably <laughs> because that's the thing. Like with the as far as like zero re bad research, full of holes. When you say that, I'm open to being corrected. This <clears throat> season, I have tried in previous seasons not so much. In this season, I have tried to rely solely on reliable sources. Yeah, and I'm going to be—I haven't been, but I'm going to be posting links to oh, the sources that I use. And I try to say, like, I got this from the Washington Post, I got this from Vox or The Verge or whatever. Uh, so if you think I got something wrong, then tell me what it is. Because if you just say. Bad research. I'm it's just going to assume true. that you don't like what I mm -hmm. said, or that you don't let, or that I left something out that you wished I had mentioned. Yeah. If you th if I didn't cover something that you want me to cover, I'm happy to bring it up in a mm -hmm. season wrap up episode. You um, are good at taking that feedback. We when even when we had the my favorite murder people commenting, mm -hmm. you were like, "Where did I miss the mark? Like, what sources did I not reference?" I said that to a woman, and <clears throat> she responded with a gif of a cat shrugging. Yeah, and so, so when it's you, like you don't cat shrug at us after you right. say that. And I am going to go back and try to see like what exactly it is that I missed. But yeah, it's so yeah. I just wanted to say that that we're not going to cover every single crime no. Mike Boudet has committed. Um, we're just going to talk about the ones that have the most readily available information. Now, that is, <laughs> I wanted to point out that I have made horrendous mistakes in previous seasons. I remember there was one where we, we were one? talking about psychics last yeah. season, and I brought up Nostradamus. And I did this impression <laughs> of Nostradamus, like, hey, I'm a Nostradamus. Italian, yeah. And it was offensive to Nostradamus. It was offensive to Italians. Me. It was offensive I to am you. Both. <laughs> as, as, as an Italian as astrologer <laughs> and a direct descendant of Nostradamus, I assume you were offended. Here's the thing about Nostradamus. He is French. <laughs> Which was so, I don't know why I decided I, Nostradamus was Italian. And I've been waiting for like, I've been waiting for Nostradamus heads <laughs> to come after me and be like, you idiot. And it hasn't happened. They just know you don't mean any harm. And I'm going to wrap that part up by saying this. I do no research at all. And sure. Molly does the best. And Thank I've you. never come in here saying, I'm coming with research. I come in to give you my weird opinions. And Molly comes here to give you the facts. If you have a problem with her facts, come see me, Suze. You have to go through Go through her. me. Go through me and my dumb opinions. <laughs> and the th 
in like if you're listening to this, like waiting for us to become like a wondry level investigative journalism oh, podcast, it's not going to happen. No, this no is, one pays us. I don't want to misrepresent us as being a, a journalistic level type thing. This is a surface skim. Mm-hmm. This is a look, look what I found type of podcast. We're a couple of looky loos. We're a couple That's of looky loos just hanging out and talking. We have reason to believe Rusty Bucket Bays and others are into that. That's all I'll say. Okay, so <clears throat> don't come for us. Come for us. No, actually, do I? But come I like for it. us and With like facts. say like what it actually is. Come for us on iTunes. <clears throat> His fans call him Murder Daddy. <laughs> His haters have called him the Donald Trump of podcasts. Wow, he's been banned from Reddit. He's deleted all of his <laughs> tweets. He's been fired by Wondery. He's the free speech crusader and comedy genius we all know and love. Mike Boudet. Uh, Welcome former- to the show, Mike. <laughs> Mike Boudet, come on up. <laughs> uh, hey, hey. It's a bad uh, impression. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's, um, I didn't, I didn't pre- prepare for that. Uh, so, yeah, Mike, make Mike a millionaire, Boudet. <laughs> Do you know about Make Mike no. a Millionaire? We're going to talk about that oh, as a website. I'm going to be learning a lot on this episode. Early career. Like I said before, we're just doing the greatest hits of his controversies and the episodes that Katie and I have found the most disturbing. And why we found Oof. them the most disturbing. So, uh, Sword and Scale, it still exists mm-hmm. on Wondery. It's being hosted now by Trisha Griffith, who owns uh, the Web Sleuths Forum online, which is a great, really interesting okay. forum if you're into... True crime. Uh, since Mike Boudet has been fired from Wondery, it's been characterized as this assault on free speech. Mm. And like, here come the SJWs and the PC police. Uh, and um, here to take our microphones. Right. And now there's a hashtag boycott Wondery going around on Twitter. Okay. Uh, so, with where it all started was on International Women's Day. Uh, Mike, or where the whole problems with Wondery mm-hmm. really got came to a came to a head on International Women's Day. Uh, Mike Boudet put out a, a tweet <laughs> of um, that said, "I don't understand." Also, if you don't like profanity, this is not the episode for you. I'm going to be cursing a lot, yeah. including the c word. Here it comes. I don't understand dumb cunts. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should take one apart and see how it works. Oh. <laughs> You hadn't, you didn't know about that? No. So, okay, you're laughing. I mean, I'm imagining he doesn't know how a vagina works. That I believe. So, you're laughing. So, obviously. I think it's funny. I mean, I think it's not funny. Like, you find it. I don't find him. It's funny, like, in a, like, it's so ghastly. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I feel like I've read worse. Sure, we've all we've all uh, read worse, but a lot of people have said like, "Wow, I can't believe you posted this on International Women's Day." Oh yeah, and there's like that's an- half the fun of it. No, <laughs> I love how hard you're coming down on his side. I should have prepped you. This is already a disaster. Sorry, it's just I get comedy. <laughs> you're very funny, as we've established. So okay, so. A lot of people I didn't expect to like that. I'm so sorry. A lot of people didn't have Katie's reaction. A lot of people don't get comedy the way Katie does. So uh, to me, like I honestly, I was read it, and it to me, it was like that thing of like, huh, huh, like okay, mm-hmm. like, okay, and that was my reaction yeah. to it. Uh, so I do think that there is a layer of creepiness 
to it. Yes. In that he's a host of a true crime podcast. Uh, I get Where yeah. we cover a lot of stories, serious stories that are not told in a comedic light. Yeah. He's not He's not like My Favorite Murderer last uh, podcast on the left where they sort of say, hey, we're talking about serious stuff. We have nothing but empathy for the mm-hmm. victims, but we have a lighthearted style Yeah, they enjoy it. It's like easy conversation. Right. He, his, his is not. I his know. is morose, mm-hmm. sad music, creepy, milks it for all the drama he and sure uh, creepiness that he can get out of it. And so it's it, – and a lot of the stories are about serial killers where their whole thing is dismembering women. So I think It's that not that, good. To me, that was what might have, like, ha- added the extra little bit of mustard mm-hmm. to that that made it so uh, distasteful to so many. Yeah. But it is that thing of, like, it's just distasteful. It's and not sometimes comedy illegal. is. Yeah. But here's the thing. Uh, and I liked I liked what – Someone. Oh, th- and by the way, I put out a a, po- a Twitter poll to all of our Twitter followers. Ooh, 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 just hit a hit a <laughs> and symbol. a one, two, three, four. I gesticulated and I hit a symbol. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I put out a, a Twitter poll to all of you who follow us, uh, and fourteen percent of you said that you were uh, mad that Mike Boudet had been fired because you love free speech, <laughs> and that sixty-eight percent said that you were glad that oh. Mike Boudet is an a-hole, and you're glad he got fired. 9% said they had complicated feelings. Mm-hmm. And 9% expressed that they were violently indifferent. I voted on that one. So someone uh, replied, Evane Stardust replied to that uh, replied to that post in uh, what I thought was a pretty interesting response. She said, friendly reminder, free speech means the government cannot prosecute you. It does not mean that, you, that your boss, your advertiser, mm-hmm. or literally everyone else has to get you off without consequence. I love free speech, and I think Wondery was well in their right and overdue to drop him. That's so good. it's this whole thing of like, okay, some people find it funny, some people don't, but it doesn't make you appealing to advertisers. Mm-hmm. So Wondery is well within their right to oh, say, yeah. we don't think we're going to make uh, the money off of you that we want to. Sayonara. Yeah. Uh, was it that tweet? That was the tweet that. That was the tweet. It was oh, right I after didn't realize that. that was the one that sunk the ship. Yes. And here I was laughing. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Um. So okay. So what he his response to that uh, on blast off. His uh, response to being fired. His response to being okay. fi- fired. He went on to the uh, blast off po- podcast, <laughs> which is I I don't know. They describe themselves as a libertarian podcast i don't i don't really know anything about them uh he says the way he characterized it is we got in trouble because we posted a joke on our instagram page and i guess you can't joke in 2019 is what boudet said Mm. Uh, he said it was definitely a dark joke but was not meant to put down women then he added it's meant to tear them apart (laughs) and see what they how they work (laughs) and then he added some people thought i was threatening them physically with that post Mm. Uh, he said that, and then he went on to describe PC culture and SJWs, and he said, you have to comply or have your whole livelihood stripped from you. Oh, brother. A lot of people have pointed out that this whole livelihood being stripped from you thing doesn't really match up with reality, <laughs> because he still has quite an, he, last I checked, he has over 14,000 uh, patrons on Patreon. Oh, Okay. So he also said on the black, and he has like uh, on iTunes there are twenty uh, over twenty two thousand five star reviews. So even oh, though wow. there are thousands of one star reviews, it's still a four and a half star yeah. podcast. So he obviously still has a huge mm-hmm. uh, supportive audience. I uh, have a little uh, snippet. I screenshotted a tweet from one of his supporters. 
Uh, Kimberly said, Sword and Scale, um, she tweeted at Sword and Scale, this is the first and only podcast that allows me to satisfy my morbid and unconventional curiosity. Oh. I'm tired of hearing, look it up if you want the details. Mike Boudet consistently delivers quality content. Thank you. So a lot of his fans will say that what they love about the show is he will include long clips of audio from interrogations and from 911 phone calls. Mm -hmm. And some people have said that they think it's padding and it's just lazy that he takes up so much time with these long uh, with these long clips. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people have said that's part of the storytelling that they really enjoy. Yeah. So I could see that. He has all these fans. And one of his main detractors, Aaron Mankey, who hosts the podcast Lore, which is also massively successful mm-hmm. and popular. We love Lore. I love Lore. I love Lore. Um, he has pointed out, like, so Mike Boudet has blamed Aaron Mankey and Rabia <clears throat> Chowdhury, who's closely tied with all that Adnan Syed. Mm-hmm. She's has her own podcast about Adnan Syed. I think her beef with Mike Boudet started when he said something about how he thought Adnan was guilty. Oh. Uh, I believe that that's the Their and then drama. She, and then she just generally doesn't like him because he comes off as this kind of uh, jerk bro, mm-hmm. uh, where he sort of says very offensive thing and then it's like it's a joke, man, lighten up, and <laughs> it's just like doesn't she doesn't like it. So he has sort of blamed. Uh, Aaron Menke and Rabia Chowdhury for having these armies go after mm-hmm. these online mobs, meant having this mob mentality and going after him. But Aaron Menke pointed out, it's like, you still have a ton of patrons. Why don't you just make the podcast on your own? You clearly right. have the resources and the support and the money to do, to do so. It. Uh, so m- what Mike Boudet said on the Blast Off podcast was that he thought that it was a good probable chance that he was going to get kicked off of Patreon because Patreon has kicked off people like Sargon of Akkad uh, mm. and Akkad, Akkad, uh, and Milo Yiannopoulos, oh, who wow. are like, yeah, who are, uh, if you don't know, those are like considered alt-right. Alt-right. I guess is mm-hmm. how most people would describe them. So they've been kicked off, and Mike Bidet is like, I'm just like they are. <laughs> like, I'm, maybe I don't say that. from the hip. <laughs> They obviously hate free speech. I love when men <laughs> think that being like shooting from the hip is just saying like crude things all the right. time. I'm just honest. Right. So Patreon, boop, 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 this just in, boop, 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 mm-hmm. boop, this just happened. It won't have just happened when this podcast comes out on Wednesday. It recently happened. <laughs> recently happened. Patreon has said in an official statement oh. to the rap, we investigated the Sword and Scale Patreon account and found no evidence of violating the community guidelines or hate speech or doxing. Okay. So That's apparently Patreon isn't going to take them down. So it sort of remains to be seen how Mike is going to handle not being part of Wondery. It seems clear that he could keep making the podcast if he uh, wanted to. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to get, talk a little bit about or just mention some of the podcasts that I listen to that have mm-hmm. also covered Mike Bidet. Uh, I already mentioned Blast Off with Johnny Rocket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also Dave Rex presents the story of a disliked host. That was that very was really good. That was really good and really thorough. If you want to get into the nitty gritty. Deep in there. Of the back and forth and hear interviews with people mm-hmm. who are on both sides of the that was very scale good. conversation. I really recommend that. I do. Uh, weird shit podcast. The only research I did for this episode was listening to that and an hour of it. And it was very good. Yeah. And Weird Shit Podcast also did an episode on Mike Boudet. So with this podcast, we're not telling you how to feel about Mike Boudet. No. We're just talking about 
how we feel. Feel how you want to feel. Feel how you want to feel. Uh, so let's let's go over some of the some of the issues that have come up over the years that people like to trot out when they talk about why they object to Mike Boudet's existence. Uh, <clears throat> the first one, and this is, uh, I think, this is a good sort of. Uh, entrance to the world of Mike Boudet and why people think he might be a misogynist. Mm. He, uh, a fan of his, tweeted, if anything ever happens to me, make sure M. Du- M. Boudet covers it on Sword and Scale. Mm-hmm. Cute. And he responded, and she died of mild heart disease and a high cholesterol diet. And then someone Was tweeted a picture. Overweight? Yes. Oof. So someone tweeted a picture of him saying that next to a picture of this girl's profile, and you see that she's overweight. Oh, so a lot of no. people have said, like, wow, that's how you talk to your fans, and that's how you uh that's how you think. I also want to take issue with someone dying of mild heart disease. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was mild but deadly. But, but truly deadly. Yeah. Ew. But, okay, nerd. on the Blast Off podcast, Boudet claims he never saw her picture and that he was only— just being funny. He said that he only tweeted that because heart disease and high cholesterol are the leading causes of death. Is what right, he says. Right, because he's a doctor, I forgot. Is what he says. Mild heart disease is the leading cause, cause of, of death. death yeah. <laughs> uh, he said on the podcast that one tweet cost me half a million in advertising. Good. You think, you, uh, you think that that's— Yeah, I good. think that's wrong. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna go up and down on this episode. I think. Okay. Yeah. Look. I think the first thing she felt comedic, and this felt personally attacking one one per individual. It's embarrassing. I don't like it. Right. I don't like when people try to embarrass other people for their looks. Yeah. So in episode one twenty, our Instagram for me to drag Mike Boudet's looks. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Plug our Instagram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Podcast. There we go. So, uh, on episode 126, this is one that he's been hugely criticized for. Wait, what do you mean Bert and Ernie? Question mark, question mark. <laughs> okay, so Bert and Ernie, question mark, question mark. I'm looking at her notes. I'm following along. This is why I don't show you my notes. I like it. Question my process. <laughs> so, Bert and Ernie, he tweeted, there was another offensive tweet <laughs> where it was, there's apparently a whole world of Bert and Ernie memes where it's Bert and Ernie you know, a picture of them on the Muppets show. Mm-hmm. On the Muppets show, not like not <laughs> spotted like by paparazzi. Not when they're just home alone <laughs> together. Yeah. Um, and then it'll be captioned something like, Bert and Ernie uh, play the trumpet to cover up the muffled screams of children in the basement. Something oh, like that. And it's just, again, like kind of just boring. Yeah, it's boring. It's just like edgelord, like, whoa, children's show, but I'm yeah. saying gross, and it's just like that. So there was something <laughs> like that, but because, oh, this is another boop, 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 breaking, breaking boop, news, boop, 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 uh, Mike Boudet has deleted all of his tweets. He loves, I thought he loved free speech. <laughs> well, yeah, well, uh, I think maybe because Patreon said we we don't find any evidence of this He's or like, that. Let me He's like, my you are going to definitely not find. <laughs> That's speculation. That's okay. I yeah. don't actually know. So the Bert and Ernie thing, I tried to find it, but I couldn't. Mm. No one, I didn't see a screenshot. Anyone had? I'm sure someone has a screenshot somewhere, but I couldn't find it. We can move on from him. Yeah. So Them. this is one of the episodes that's been the most criticized for how he handled sensitive information. Episode 126, which addresses the uh, the the crimes of serial killer Sean Great. So there is uh, that episode includes a long 911 call. It's very spooky to listen to. Uh, horrifying. This woman is okay. calling a 911 operator from a bedroom where she's stuck with a man who kidnapped and raped her. Oof. 
So she's on the phone and she's like, I, I can't move the door. He'll wake up. I'm not sure where I am. I'm across the street from a dry cleaner. I've heard this before. Yeah. Not from him, but I know what you're, I know this. Yeah. So, and the 911 oh, operator God. is like, well, you should yes, leave. Yes. <laughs> and the woman's like, I can't. Can? Was that not clear? Uh, so oh, that. God, I remember that. So when this story is covered, uh, most media outlets are all media outlets call her Jane Doe. Mm -hmm. And that's because it's a journalistic convention that you don't uh, call uh, victims of sexual assault, victims of rape. You don't call them by name because it, um, because it'll. If they survived, if they're murdered, I feel like people use their names, right? Yeah, if they survived. So uh, I got this little clip from the Times, from the New York Times, uh, where they explain this practice. Uh, They said, it has long been standard practice in journalism to not name victims or possible victims in such cases since fear fear of a public stigma can discourage survivors from reporting attacks or abuse. And then also the media school at University of Indiana says, it is a matter of policy or tradition, not law. Mm -hmm. Uh, Only two states, Florida and South Carolina, still prohibit the publication of rape victims' names, and the constitutionality of those statutes is uncertain. So it's not a law that you can't say these people's names. But most outlets wouldn't. Yeah. So Mike Boudet did. Yeah. So he named her right. name. And a lot of people have said, like, that's, you know, that's ter- that's terrible practice. I don't know to what extent Sword and Scale presents itself right. as being a, a journalistic endeavor. But it's definitely part of the media. Yeah. It's not clear, I don't think, w- yeah, what standard Sword and Scale holds itself to as far as, far as that goes. But, that's but not- if you listen to the episode now— it's been updated, to and say. he does only call her Jane Doe. Okay. Well, that's so good. whether that was Wondery telling him that mm-hmm. he had to do that or if he responded to the backlash, I'm not sure. So uh, one that I found really disturbing. And um, you listened to this one? I listened to it, but I think I must have not listened to the most disturbing parts. Oof. Episode 33 was on Luca Magnata, who was behind the snuff film One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. Oh, so Luca Magnata was uh, some uh, a, was a murderer who he lured uh, in a student, a Canadian student named Lynn Jun, to make this snuff film, and it's a horribly violent thing. And uh, he's he was caught, obviously. Uh, but in the episode, in the Sword and Scale episode, they play the audio of him being murdered. No, right. So this film exists, and people have seen it. It's on the, you know, I'm sure it's on the dark web. Oof. But he included it in the podcast, and which a lot of people were like, "I can't believe you would include this," and that you know people That's are supposed too much. to sit yeah. through this. Uh, <laughs> I read in a Reddit post. Uh, um, someone said, I've listened to a lot of true crime podcasts in my time and have read books, et cetera, on the subject, but I've never been mm-hmm. as horrified as today, having listened to episode 33 of Sword and Scale. Completely tangential to the actual story covered in the episode, they play the excessively long audio of a man in his dying moments. He has had his face and head smashed with a hammer and has been stabbed in the face and body with a screwdriver. We get to listen to his bloody warbles as he suffers in pain in the realization that he's fucked. Damn. This was just sick and gratuitous. There was no warning for this. Fuck this show. I'm out. Good. So I think that I must have like been listening to it and known that was coming. And, and like, like decided not it. to. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't. I remember the Luca Magnata episode. I don't remember hearing that part. I would never. You would not forget it. I don't think. But the thing that I do remember from that episode is they play 
the re- people recording themselves watching. So it's called One One Lunatic, One Ice Pick. This is right around when Two Girls, One Cup came oh, out. Okay. And people were recording themselves mm-hmm. reacting to Two Girls, One Cup. So some people were like, oh, I'll just record myself reacting to One Lunatic, oh, One Ice Pick. No. And that was enough. Like That's listening enough. to how uh, horrified and scarred people, people watching were it, of yeah. people watching it, that was like, that was too much. <clears throat> That's too much. So, again, there's no standard for what you're allowed to play, (laughs) but a lot of people have said, like, wow, this is too much today. So something that also I think is important to bring up is that the victim's mom has said, so obviously her son's been brutally murdered, and then uh, to that she said that this sort of adds to her pain, saying, the most unbearable pain for me is that the video got posted on the internet. People watched it over and over. It's like my son being murdered again and again. So that's another reason. It's like it's too much, and also you know that the mom feels survive- this way. Yeah, they're survivors of— That her son is being murdered mm-hmm. over and over again in into infinity because of the internet. Why would you want to be part of propagating that? I, I, I wouldn't want to. Katie, you're his <laughs> lawyer. Speak for him. People do weird <laughs> things for attention and popularity. I don't know. And no it's one knows up. better than you. No one knows better than me. <laughs> okay, so uh, episode 131— this one I took personal umbrage with because he covered Chris Watts after we covered Chris Watts. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so, Was there clips of me <laughs> shouting at women bullying other women on the internet? There should have been. There should have been. Uh, so he talks about Nicole Kessinger's porn searches. That's Chris Watts's, uh, the girl he was having an affair with, um, <clears throat> which, again— it, this information was released by the Weld County, uh, Colorado District Attorney's Office. For whatever reason. <laughs> For whatever reason. Uh, different states have different rules about what they release. Yeah. But she searched for double penetration porn and an anal sex guide. Which seems oh, like he se- he's with all this. When, with that, throughout the Chris Watts episode, he really wants to like be like, oh, my God, They're, they they the sex they oh had was so God. nasty. And it's yeah. like, grow up. Grow up. That's not that nasty. And it's also uh, not that relevant to no. the to the story. No. Look, I don't want to sound like a prude. I just think that, again, it's just part of his milking and his like, yeah. we're, like we're going to juice this lemon for every ounce of yes. That we can get out <laughs> of it. Every ounce of ew. Yeah. I thought it was interesting she Googled how much Amber Frey made for her book deal. That was a fun little tidbit that I hadn't Look, known. make money where you can. You know who Amber Frey is? No. Okay. Well, uh, Fry. Sorry, Amber Frey. Uh, she was Scott Peterson. Scott mm. Peterson murdered Lacey Peterson. Yes. Pregnant. Um, so his mistress, Amber Frey. I didn't remember her name, but got I a know book all deal. about that. So, yeah. So that's, I do well, think that's, that's, that's telling and interesting. Thank you. Uh, so, and then, so these other people came forward who said, oh, but besides Nicole Kessinger, some other people came forward and said, we also had affairs with Chris Watts. One woman said that uh, she met him in a Chick-fil-A parking lot <laughs> and that he seemed to, be, and that they had really rough sex. Not in, in the, the parking lot? I don't think in the parking lot. I think that that's where they met. And then, okay, yeah. I'm not sure though. Go I'm not clear. Go. I'm not clear on the details. Uh, so, <laughs> Mike Boudet said, <laughs> She was meeting him there for the D. And I'm not talking about the spicy chicken deluxe either, which is delicious, by the way. He works for Chick-fil-A. 
Just like Art Kelly works for this McDonald's. Is, I just thought that was a good example of like, he thinks he's really funny. Yeah. He said that during the show, mm-hmm. like during the episode. Yeah. So uh, besides besides this woman, uh, a man named Trent Bolt said that oh. he had sex with Chris. Uh, so I have consumed an unhealthy amount of uh, information around the Chris Watts thing. I gave up after our episode. I it's, was like, this was enough for me. <laughs> it's one that I can't let go of. Oh, I understand. So I it's watched a, very upsetting. a follow-up interrogation, just raw, al- almost totally uncut f- footage of him talking to investigators. When he's already in jail? He's already in jail. Every He's been oh, it's sentenced. Done. Okay. It's done and dusted. And they're just there as like a follow-up. It's funny. They're just doing like a— you Checking can, in. <laughs> You Still can find guilty? this. You can find this on YouTube. And they're like, "What could we have done better?" Like, oh my god, what would rate have us. Me, what would have me? Yeah, drag us to <laughs> filth, honey. They're like, uh, "What? What would have made you confess faster?" And he's very soft spoken, and I think this is why Freaky. people like Susie Nor- Northstar. There's this other uh, theory out there, and I think what Susie Northstar was saying that we missed and why we didn't cover enough is there's this theory that people love that Nicole Kessinger was the was the mastermind behind all of it. Like she oh, like, wanted go to kill be, your wife, and so we can be together. Yeah, and she manipulated the soft, innocent, beautiful oh, man into into doing this, and it's really all her. Yeah. So, uh, so they're they're following up with him, just say, just you know, going over everything and like making sure they have the timeline right, and just like, what could we do better next time? Please fill out our survey. Uh, and then one of the things that they uh, that they bring up is. Trent Bolts, the guy who said that you ha- also had sex with hi- sex with, is that real? And he's like, just wondering. No, no, definitely, it was only Nicole. And they're like, oh, are you, uh, are you like we didn't think so either. Like they said, we feel like he wasted our time. We didn't believe anything that he said. So the investigators don't believe that Trent Bolt Bizarre. has mm-hmm. anything. And the thing is, with really famous cases like this. It's very common to have people come out of the woodwork oh, and say, oh, me too. I interacted yeah. with him. And it's just this bizarre urge that people have to like, oh, I want to be involved yeah. in this thing that's going on. So Trent Bolt was not given uh, a lot of uh, credence by the authorities. But Mike Boudet, <laughs> again, doesn't seem to be holding himself. Rolls in talking about the D. Right. Spicy chicken deluxe. Sign me up. Um, so he, uh, so yeah, so that's just, uh, that's all I wanted to say about that. He just doesn't really seem to, seem to care. No. About like what's real, what's not. Another or what's important to bring up during a podcast. Right. So, uh, one of the, th- uh, one of the other points that there, you could say a lot about this. I'm g- just going to touch on it. He said a lot of things about mentally ill people perpetrators that a lot of people have mm. object or just the mentally ill in general in general that people have uh been very upset by and taken aback by. So his whole thing is that uh we have you've probably heard it said that people who are mentally ill are more likely to be victims of violent mm-hmm. crimes than to commit violent crimes. So he has posted on Sword and Scale Plus, which is the version of Sword and Scale that's behind a paywall Uh, Despite what your college professor tried to make you believe, severe mental illness does, in fact, make people more likely to become violent. There are various studies that prove this again and again. Um, 
he doesn't link to this. He doesn't provide There's any. There's no, like, backing. I've looked into this, and I've tried to find, like, what <clears throat> he might be referring right. to. And I can't. I don't I don't know what he's talking about. Everything that I've read supports this idea mm-hmm. that, you know, mental illness uh, does not make you more likely to right. be violent. Um so yeah, hard hard to know where <laughs> where, where he's getting that from. or where he's coming from. He said things like uh, people who who are mentally ill should be forced to take their medication. Just Oof. things where it's like again, just where are you getting this? Right. Why are and you why saying, are you saying it? Why are you trying to make policy? Yeah. On this because you don't seem to be very informed. No. You don't seem to care about what's real or what. And saying it on his big platform is just further true. stigmatizing. Right. Mental illness. Um, and then I quickly wanted to talk about the one that, or not the, quickly, take the your one time. and only one I listened to. That's the only episode of Sword. Mm-hmm. So Katie, of listened- course, the one I pick randomly at the gym. Yeah. Uh, episode one twenty eight. Omari Varela, mm-hmm. a nine year old boy who was kicked to death by his mother. Yeah. Um. I like. Was like I'm gonna. I I just picked this random one. I've heard of Sword and Scale. Maybe I'd listened to one other one before, like a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And basically, I don't think I even heard Mike Boudet's voice because all he did was play audio from nine one one calls. Mm-hmm. And there was the one that made me the most. The whole thing is very upsetting. But it started with the nine one one call in which Omari makes. Mm-hmm. Um, he calls 911 and leaves the phone in his pocket or on him. And you can hear his stepfather and mother just verbally abusing him. And then it turns into, my, I'm going to say mild only because of, uh, it, you know, he wasn't like being knocked around. But I think he was being grabbed by them. Something happened, some physical abuse. And the cops come because 911's being tracked. They find the house. Before they get there, the parents find the phone. They turn it off, whatever cops come he plays that entire thing he then plays the audio from the body cam I guess of whatever the cops wear that records the whole Mm -hmm. um scenario and the parents become sweet and loving and it's so you as the listener you're going from like like shaking listening to someone abusing children because there's another young daughter there who's getting some of it too um to Oh, you know how boys are. He shouldn't have been on his phone. You know, you're listening to all this. And Mike Boudet says nothing. There is no trigger warnings to what you're going to be listening to. There is no care. And then he plays the audio of the 911 call where Omari's mom had, had we later find out, kicked him to death, Mm -hmm. the nine-year-old. And she's calling the cops saying he fell off the seesaw, you know, something like that. Again, he does not interject. He does not say anything. He does not say how the police have wronged this child, what went wrong with the system, the fact that he, you know, everything he said was just so for the sensationalism and exploitation of this young black child who was kicked to death. And just and then he played the courtroom confession or uh, uh, statements Mm -hmm. from the stepfather who's, you know, all in tears and now feels terrible. And he was doing heroin in the other room. I didn't know she was kicking him to death in the end. It was just, and it literally ended with that. And it was just like, he was like, wow, I bet they'll think of what they'll do next. It was like, he literally just ended it with like, that's that. Yeah. And I literally went home and cried that whole night. I couldn't stop thinking about that episode. And I've, I like true crime. I like my favorite murder. I like the other things, you know. I like what we all like. That took it so far. 
I I had did more, you listen to that one? I had more experience with Sword and Scale than you did. Yeah, so I knew what to expect. And you knew, so I remember texting you, and you were like, "Oh yeah, like yeah, yeah." I know <laughs> I know when to bail out of a Sword and Scale. Ooh, episode. I didn't know. I didn't know because to so to be clear, like I have listened to a lot of Sword and Scale. I listened to the, an episode about the Craigslist killer, which what a lot of people hold up as like being a very good episode of Sword and Scale, where it is really fascinating mm-hmm. getting to listen to the whole interrogation of this guy you know is guilty. Um, so, uh, but at the beginning of this, it really bothered me how much he, again, is sensationalizing where he's like this beautiful child and that he was so cute and so innocent and the worst things possible happened to him. And I was like, and I know you, and I know that you're going to play all of those horrible things. He did. So I knew to bail, but it was just like. It really does feel like in that episode, like he's enjoying this process yes. of bringing you. When you and I have done episodes where we've talked about murders, I hate it. No, we it's, feel really miserable afterwards. I, I feel sad right now. It's like when you look at other podcasts that have gotten really successful really quickly, it's really uh, not, I don't want to say easy, but if you want to have a quickly successful podcast, true crime is your genre. Oh, yeah, because that's it's your thing. so big now and everybody wants to just consume you know, so much of it. There's such a massive mm-hmm. appetite for it. But um, but yeah, I can't be the bearer of bad news no. like that. It's he loves he likes it's he likes being the yenta, the one that goes and says yeah. all the bad stuff. That's the gossip. And like some and some people have criticized last <clears throat> podcast on the wet uh, on the left, my favorite murder for being too. They like don't like that it has a comedic tone. Yeah, but you feel taken care of by those hosts. One hundred percent. Where it's like they're like this is bad, but we're you know we're gonna uh, we're gonna bring something light into mm-hmm. it. We'll now get through this. We're not making light of this, but yeah, we're getting through this yeah. together. And comedy does help. And Mike Boudet leaves you cold yep. and high and yep. dry and fuck you. That's how it is. He li- and the, I think I, I'm remembering now in between some of the clips, he was like, doesn't that make your blood boil? And it's like, it does, Mike Boudet. It does make my blood boil. Right. Like, I'm very upset. And I feel and he's like, like, and here's more. Like, it was li- it was it felt like just so uh, aggressive. And I think that the 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 normal reaction to this is like you're saying, like I uh, to say, like here's what went wrong with the system. Here's what's in place. Yeah. Now here's some kind. Give of, me the light. <laughs> like put it in the context of uh, something that will, yeah, like maybe to think like, well, maybe this wouldn't happen in the future yeah. or what you can do to help. Here's a, someone, yes. some place that you can volunteer or give money to. Cause that's the mood you're in after you, hear after that you're like, like what that. can I do? Who can I adopt? Like, yeah. And he didn't No, He didn't care. He doesn't care. And I didn't like that. So that's my one real impression of him. So, Again, this isn't a reason why he shouldn't have a podcast. Mm-hmm. This is a reason why so many people have said, I can't anymore with you, yeah, Mike. Yeah, you're doing too much. Right. So this is the last point I want to make about him that I think is the most important. Mm-hmm. I brought up at the beginning, Make Mike a Millionaire. Yeah. So that is a website that he started in the early 2000s before Kickstarter and Indiegogo got oh, going. Okay. So this was when they called it cyber begging. Oh, weird. Uh, so this is uh, this is when uh, so people would make websites. Most famously, a woman made a website uh, to pay off her credit card debt. And surprise, surprise, a lot of people were like, "Yeah, we'll give you money to pay off your credit card debt." So uh, after that, a lot of people followed up and were like, "Oh yeah, me too." So Mike Boudet uh, was uh, in his 
20s in Florida at the time. Um, this is, uh, there's a, for immediate release, uh, this is a news clipping from the time. Uh, internet panhandler Mike Boudet <laughs> tries to strike it rich. Can internet panhandling really make someone a millionaire? Mike Boudet of Miami, Florida, 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 <laughs> Florida, <laughs> Florida to friends, is trying to find out. He built a website asking for $1 donations from a million generous surfers. The site MakeMikeAMillionaire.com immediately began generating hits and donations within minutes of being launched uh, it, when he launched it in mid-November. The website was initially intended as a joke, but then people started sending uh, sending me money, says Mike Boudet. Uh, someone gave me a dollar within an hour of launching the site. At first, I felt pretty silly about it, but then I started thinking that maybe I was on to something. <laughs> so he describes the site as basically uh, as basically being a joke, and he uh, he says, oh, it's, yeah, makes it's a, a lot of jokes. It's a pretty funny website, and on it, he lists <laughs> things that he wants, like a BMW, a condo on the beach. <laughs> A daily maid service and freedom to pursue his true love, music. If you uh, want to uh, hear uh. some of his music or learn learn more about his musical career, uh, Dave Rex presents. Yeah, gets, he did a good gets into all that. Thing with that, uh, he comes. Uh, he's uh, he he he's taken aback that he's gotten so much harassment. Uh, he's sa- uh, saying that everyone comes to the conclusion that I don't have a job, even though I have a rather well paying job. Okay. So, but he's like annoyed. So eventually, he shuts down the site because he just he can't take the harassment um, <laughs> from uh, from other people. So weird shit podcast talks about this, and then on their YouTube channel, they posted a clip of him being interviewed. Mm. Um, there's a Fox uh, a Fox News interview with Mike Bidet that you can find very easily on your own. So they included that in their YouTube video. Uh, or maybe it was another broadcast, but it's just some broadcast of him being interviewed about this cyber begging that he's doing. So Mike Boudet <laughs> put a copy strike on their YouTube channel. No. Which is not a legitimate use of the copy strike system on YouTube. If you don't know, the the, the copyright strike is for if you mm-hmm. upload someone else's content. Right. Mike Boudet does not own the content. He's in of it, this. but it's not his. <laughs> but it's not but a lot of people do this if they don't like your video or what you say mm-hmm. about them, they copy strike you. If you get three copy strikes on your channel, your channel gets permanently oh, it deleted. Does? Yeah. From YouTube. So you have 30 days oh as God. the person who filed the the copyright strike, you're you have 30 days to file a lawsuit. So normally what happens is those 30 days if you falsely file a copyright strike, those 30 days expire and then y- you can appeal or it goes away or I'm not totally clear on how how that works. But um but yeah, so he puts out a, a copyright strike. Now it's back up. Uh, because obviously it was a false claim. So mm-hmm. now if you go to Weird Shit Podcast, if you go to their YouTube channel, you, you can, can still see it. See it. So, um, <laughs> and uh, so also his history on Reddit is pretty interesting. Uh, he's been banned from Reddit because he used to be a moderator of the Sword and Scale Reddit, uh, right. Reddit account, but he uh, was making uh, sock puppet accounts and going around and trying to manipulate the conversation in various yeah. threads, which you are not allowed to do. No. Reddit found out about it and banned him. So that's one of the things. What a psychopath. I'm misquoting it, but you should listen to Dave Rex's podcast. One of the ones was like, it was a, a sock puppet account. And he was like, yeah, the regular podcast isn't great. But wow, that Patreon stuff is really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you guys should sign up for it. So even today, if you go on Reddit and you see people talking about Mike, if someone c- starts <laughs> defending Mike, people are like, oh, hey, Mike. Yeah. We know it's you. How funny is that? 
<laughs> right. So I just want to mention that because I think that's really interesting in light of the fact that he accused Rabia Chowdhury and Aaron Mankey of, you guys are assembling these online it's mobs like, to come not? after me and you're attacking me and you silence of free speech. It kind of Mike, it kind of sounds like you're not crazy about free speech. Sounds like you don't based, like free speech. Based on uh, Reddit and these copies, I don't know if you. I don't know if you are a big free speech. <laughs> it kind of seems like you might be a little bit of a pussy bitch <laughs> to use the non PC language <laughs> that you so love. You mean cunt bitch? Big old cunt bitch. Big old cunt bitch. Big fat fat cunt bitch. <laughs> So dying uh, of mild heart disease. Die, <laughs> See he ya. dies of mild heart <laughs> disease. I don't. I don't hope anyone dies. So but if it happened. Oh my God. <laughs> Katie, please. So the the whole uh the mob mentality, they're coming after you. I want to acknowledge mm. that there are people. Let the call them what you will SJW, snowflakes, libtards. There are <laughs> no one's ever said that. I firmly identify as a libtard, <laughs> yeah. by the way. So uh, the, there are people you and I have had our own interactions with on the internet where it's like, if you don't agree with me, oh yeah, they I'm, get into it. I'm so anti-fascism. If you say anything <laughs> that I classify as fascist, I'm gonna grind you into the ground yeah. and kill your children and mm-hmm. blow up your house. There are people where it's like, you know, let's assume, let's do a little pop psychology, mm-hmm. assume that they are maybe don't feel powerful in their own lives and try to exert control over what yeah. other people say and maybe not a very productive way. Those people exist. Yeah, we've but, gotten the But Mike Boudet is one of them. He 100% is. So that's why I just uh, can't get into any of. I also wanted to mention with the whole um, dumb cunt thing, he also <laughs> tries to defend himself by saying like, "Oh, internationally, in Australia and the UK, cunt people means say, friend." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, or they use it a lot more casually, and he brings up uh, Ricky Gervais. I love Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais calls everyone. Hey, Ricky Gervais cunt. sucks. Right, that's another great point. To just bring saying, up. thank you, Katie. men who suck like other men who suck. <laughs> So, uh, but it's like, and also, you are not Australian. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It You're Floridian. That's not a thing. It just seems very, oh, I didn't see the, that that woman was overweight. Oh, I was using cunt the way British people use cunt. <laughs> it just seems kind of disingenuous. Yeah, it and does. it kind of seems like you don't have the balls to, like, back up what you're actually, mm-hmm. what you actually think. I agree. Just a thought. Another thing to touch on the whole... What is are we being it's played to out? Rock. And ladies, <laughs> is this oh, okay? All right, Molly, we will get going. I'm we kidding. will wrap it up. So I guess yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave it there. He likes to compare himself to these like big, powerful, uh, much bigger channels who court a lot more controversy. I don't think he rises to that level, and neither does Patreon. No. So we're getting played off. We're getting, <laughs> and with that, Mike, play us out. Mike, play us out. They ask you to give them money to pay for breast enhancements, fund their film debut, or in Mike's case, make him a millionaire. The website is really kind of silly and funny. An example of that, Mike's over-the-top wish list. He wants a BMW Roadster, weekly maid service, a condo on the beach, and the freedom to pursue his true love, music. Well, Mike's gotten a lot of positive feedback, there are those who think he is just plain lazy. He's gotten all kinds of hate mail, um, just calling me a, a bum and, and, you know, a freeloader. And, and, you know, everybody jumps to the conclusion that I don't have a job when, in fact, I do have a rather well-paying job.